Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Alt and Our Stars podcast. That is the name of the show. My name is Chris Payne. I'm your host. So this is a podcast that I do every week for Billboard.com, if you're not familiar. And my guest this week is a musician called Lights. She makes some really really engaging, electronic-tinged kind of pop rock music. But honestly, if you're listening to this, I feel like you don't really need an introduction to how her music sounds because probably already into her. She has a very fervent online following, in-person following, just in general following, as I saw firsthand about two weeks ago seeing her on the Paramore cruise, which is where I actually conducted this interview you're about to hear. And uh, yeah, so to set the scene, we start off with a discussion about the Titanic, because you're in this formal dining hall that reminded us a lot of the actual Titanic. And from there, we go off and talk about Mexico, because that's where we were docked and explored there a little bit the day before. Talked a good deal about the cruise. Her next release also we chatted about. It's like a reimagination of her last album that she's releasing pretty soon. Uh, Chatted way back about how she broke through in MySpace almost a decade ago, how things have evolved since for her, what it's been like taking her two-year-old daughter on the cruise. I saw them around a good deal. I think I think she was having a good time. Little Rocket, that's her daughter I'm talking about. And yeah, this was a really fun talk. I think you'll enjoy it. And if you like it, uh, maybe if this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can uh, search for the Altenar Stars on iTunes. Also, if you just are viewing this on billboard.com in the article, there's a link towards the bottom of the story where you can go and subscribe as well. And also, if you're there, you can listen to archived episodes. We had an episode last week with Paris, who I think you would like a lot. Really into that band right now and had an interesting chat with them. So a lot of stuff to dig into in the archived episodes if you search the Alt and Our Stars on iTunes. So yeah, and also a star rating really, really helps us out, along with any kind of feedback. Helps us out with everything we do here with the podcast. So hope you enjoy it. This is Lights on the Alt and Our Stars podcast. We'll just start with this. So yeah, the Titanic. Yeah, I grew up like unhealthily obsessed with the Titanic. I know everything about it. I know the, I may not know the exact numbers anymore, but literally knew the weight of the water per square centimeter. I didn't know that. Which is like 700 tons per square centimeter. That's how heavy it is down there because there's two and a half miles of water. Mm -hmm. One and a half miles of water. 
my, my facts are all way off right now. But, uh, yeah, really obsessed with Titanic. It gave me this immense fear and respect for ships and boats and mostly fear. So being on this cruise, it's like, okay, mm. center myself, enjoy yourself. It probably won't sink. Yeah. Pop quiz. What was the captain's name? I actually don't know the captain's name. Do you? Only because it's really basic. I remember it. What was it? It's... John Smith, I think. No way! Come yeah. on, that's Pocahontas's guy. I think it's John Smith. I like kind that of like movie. a '90s, mid '90s movie crossover there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because you remember him in the movie, right? Like with yeah. the, the he very, went down with the ship, man. That scene where he's sad. just in the control room, like yeah. touching the wheel, yeah, yeah. So. knowing he's going down with his baby. Well, the, the interesting thing about that movie that I think also made me put me in this really weird, uncomfortable place was the fact that the musicians felt it was their duty to sing everybody to yeah. death. And that was really sad. And, and it kind of feels like that's the way it is to be a musician. You have to be there for all the different moods and all the different emotions. And you have to play through it, play through the pain. I mean, we were very wind blown last night. Yeah, seriously. I had, I had <laughs> hair in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Played through it. It was great. Yeah, I was joking with churches. They have a song called We Sink that they played really early in their set. Oh. And another called Under the Tie that they didn't play. Oh, man. That's heavy. It, it isn't until you're on a boat that you realize how much you write about the ocean. I have a song called Same Sea. Yeah. I have you, you lots of ocean night. references. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, it's all positive, though. Mm-hmm. It's all very positive. Yeah, so want to set the ambiance here. We're, we're basically on the Titanic right now. We are. We're in this... Well, you know, Ashley, who who was who came with me right just now, she described it as a Fabergé egg. We look like we are inside a Fabergé egg. First class. First class Titanic. We're not going down with the ship. First class. We're going to get we're going to be one of those people on the first lifeboats. Yep. Women and children and really rich dudes who yep. just get in the lifeboat. Totally. Don't care. You know, what's so funny. I, that was that was such a horrible aspect of it that it was so classed. Mm. And I remember hearing this crazy fact that. You know, everybody who didn't get in the boats that wasn't first class, that survived in the water, um, ended up dying because of the cold, ended up dying of hypothermia. But one person that survived was the chef because he was wasted. And he managed to survive because he was so drunk he didn't, like, I don't know if it's mind over matter or something, but he was so toasted that he didn't freeze and he actually survived. Because normally I would think, like, even if you're not feeling it because you're so drunk, your body's still freezing, right? Right, right. But I don't know. Maybe there's something that happens when you're drunk that can save your life. <laughs> but also, I made it this a goal of mine to find a Titanic survivor grave. Mm-hmm. So I found one in Toronto where I was living and visited her mausoleum and, like, brought a rose because I was so in awe of her experience. Do you know her story? I don't know her story. I just looked it up. And, you know, I think there's, there's a website that lists all of either living or dead survivors and where they ended up passing away. Mm-hmm. And there happened to be one in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, because um, there's no survivors left, right? They, I don't think so. I, th- I think they're gone now. Yeah, 1912. 1911, yeah. yeah was it 1912? Did it? I thought it was 1911. 1912. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, that wouldn't really add up. No, I think... Yeah, they would have to be 150. Mm-hmm. 120. Yeah, um... So you know your history. Yeah. Well, only with the things I'm interested in. What else? What are the other interests? Uh, pro- in terms of history? Yeah. Probably, like, the history of Wonder Woman. I know about that. Okay. And I know about the history of Titanic. And for some reason, I know a little bit about Mayan history because I think it's really interesting. And that's the extent of the history I've actually actively researched. So when you say your history, what do you mean? 
My history? Like heritage? No, Mayan. Oh, Mayan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So were you exploring yesterday in Mexico? We went to like an eco park and I've been there before and there's like some ruins. I think, you know, the all of all of that area mm-hmm. is filled with ruins. There was a giant road that crossed the whole empire that they've recovered parts of and they're everywhere. They're scattered everywhere. So even if you build... Chances are, if you built a resort, there's there's ruins under that. You know, it, they're everywhere. It's it's pretty amazing, and it's just a really powerful civilization that just kind of disappeared. It's really haunting. Yeah, it's been talked about in Ancient Aliens many times. So you're into Ancient Aliens. Yes. What is what is your view on aliens? Oh, they totally are them. real. They're definitely real. Oh, all they not just the ancient ones. <laughs> yeah, ancient ast- alien astronomers. Um, I I totally believe that that they have to. There has to be something else out there. Mm. There has to be, right? I would think that, like, with s- the expanse of the universe yeah. and just so many... Because I always hear that, like, oh, there's thousands, millions yeah. of planets. Like, yeah. what are the odds that just none of them have life? So bad. None. Yeah. None. There's actually a planet about 20.4 light years away called Gliese 581c, and it's... Mm-hmm. Th- I think they've actually since discovered a closer one, but for a long time that was the closest Earth-like planet, and it had it was habitable. It was smaller than Earth. I think the year would have been like 80 days on Gliese, but it's it's too far for us to ha- uh, be able to reach at this point. But if we were able to establish cryosleep, we could get there, and perhaps there would be life there because there's apparently water. I mean, the there's air. water on Mars. They, there was, They found yeah. that, or yeah. there was. Yeah. Not currently. Not currently. There's traces of ice. Okay. Of past ice. Ice markings. Maybe the ice was the living entity. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is an ice The the moon... Is it Jupiter's moon or one of the one of the other planet's moons? It's called. Uh, is it called Titus? That it's all that is a moon. That's yeah. It's a all ice. It's all ocean. Just a moving ball of water. Okay. But it's frozen. So there's more stuff going on in the in the solar system. We don't we don't know anything, and we know a lot, and that's saying a lot because we don't yeah. know anything. It's amazing. So there has to be life. Basically, I, whether or not they built the Mayan civilization, I don't know. But was there any kind of connection? I know there is all those connections with the pyramids and aliens. Is there any kind of because you would probably know this from ancient aliens? <laughs> was there any kind of Mayan alien connection? Well, yeah. I mean, ancient aliens finds a way to connect everything. But yeah. they had technology that that was apparently beyond their era, and they grew quickly. And I think there's a lot of the art that they used to represent their gods was comparable to a lot of alien representation on the other side of the planet that mm-hmm. there was no way they could have been in, co- in contact with. Um, they say the aliens taught them how to make the corn into the maize into something that was a complete protein, which is kind of a lost art now. So mm-hmm. they're able to live off corn, basically. Yeah. And we can't do that anymore. I think there's a, there was a way, I think it was like, they turned it into hominy and like did stuff that made, made it a complete protein. They had to mix it with calcium or something. I don't know. Anyways, the aliens taught them that. Yeah. There's no way they would know otherwise. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, to recap for people listening, we're on the last day of the Paramore cruise. Yesterday, we were docked in Mexico. Cozumel? That's how you Cozumel, say it? Cozumel, Cozumel, yeah. I was saying it wrong up until, like, yesterday. What did you call it? Cozumel. That's cute. That's yeah. It's creative. The, fir- the first time <laughs> I said it out loud, someone, someone asked me, like, oh, oh, so where's the cruise going? I was just oh, like... Oh, Cozumel? <laughs> Mexico. Oh, where in Mexico? And I was like, it's one of the two, and I'm just going to go with one. <laughs> and that one. And fast is on the wrong syllable. Yeah. yeah it was beautiful we we actually went over to the mainland yesterday and i don't know if you've ever spent time in the mayan riviera but it's awesome no the extent of me yesterday was just doing some shops nice getting some local cuisine nice you got some mexican food i did good good what'd you get uh we kind of had like me and Trish, I was calling, you know, if you, if you go to the Olive Garden, you get, like, the tour of Italy. Yeah. This was kind of like the tour of yeah. Cozumel. We had, like, the the uh, taquito. We had yeah. some tacos. We had a quesadilla. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So a little, a little tour of Cozumel. I like that. Yeah. Like a little ceviche. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Powerful. That's the stuff. Some Dos Equis. Yeah. Two dollar <laughs> Dos Equis. No way. That's so good. Dollar it's for so each funny X. how heavily they pedal booze everywhere we were on this ferry going to the mainland it was 45 minute ferry on the most it was the most tipsy turvy boat i've ever been on it was going sideways the entire time very rapidly it was actually giving out bags to everybody in case they were sick something happens a lot and there were peddling pitchers of tequila on that and i was like who in their right mind is getting a pitcher of tequila i'm sure people did but they're taking tequila out to a ship? Well, the, the, people were just walking around the boat selling tequila to, oh, the, okay. to the people on, on the ferry. I'm like, this is amazing. This would not fly anywhere else. There'd be a lot of like, uh, legal logistics there. Yeah, I feel like, well, out at sea. I f- for um, America is so crazy with laws. Yeah. Out on a cruise ship, kind of It was on a up. ferry. Yeah. A small yeah. ferry. And then you go out to other countries and it's like... They didn't ID anybody either. Yeah. A picture of tequila on a mm-hmm. tipsy ferry to all ages. <laughs> I, l- I mean, it's great. I would have, hey, if I was underage, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Well, you were out there with Rocket, right? Yeah. She was not interested in that, though. <laughs> I think she felt sick, actually. Aw. Yeah. She's what, two? Yeah, she's turned two. How's she liking the cruise? It's hard to tell. Um, I don't think she knows that she's on a cruise. Okay. I don't really know how much she is aware of her surroundings, but... She seems to enjoy it, and mm-hmm. that makes it easier for me. It's hard to go upstairs, though. You always have to wait for the elevator. And the thing is, the cruise ship, because there's stuff going on on every level, it's different than a hotel. Every level, the elevator stops at, so sometimes the elevator gets backed up, and you have to truck the stroller up and down the stairs. But, you know, that's just the, the side yeah. effects of being a mother. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do it. What do you think she thinks of Light's music? Does she have, like, a favorite song? Do you sing to her? She likes it. She was like born and raised on it. Yeah. And created on like when she was when I was pregnant, I was writing that my last record. So she heard all those songs from their inception. And I think it, there's a comforting aspect about it mm-hmm. that she 
that she likes. I don't know what is her favorite. Yet. Sometimes I sing and I'm warming up and she tells me to be quiet. I go, shh. <laughs> All right. At least she can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Little Machines has been out like two years now, right? Uh, it'll be two years in September. Yeah, so has some time to sink in. Yeah. How do you now that you've had some time to look back on it? How do you feel about the album now? I love it. I mean, I love playing the songs. It's increasingly so over the years. I've learned to write music that is fun to play live because mm-hmm. that's such a big part of it. You end up putting a record out and then playing those songs for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I, you know, on my first record, it was a lot of like mid tempo songs and there's slow songs and more emotive stuff, soundscapey stuff, and that. Um, sounds so good on a record but some of the you know having an entire record full of that isn't as fun live so you find a way we found a way to reinvent the song sometimes to play so that they have a little bit more energy and then as I kept going you become more mindful of the fact that you're going to have to be playing these and and how is the crowd going to respect react to them and how is it going to energize the set and and now the set's just like a blast for us yeah because I was at your after dark pool deck set last yeah, night. Yeah, super late. Yeah, Midnight. yeah. <laughs> Some it was uh, it was a really great ambiance. I thought it was a good those, vibe. Yeah. Windy as hell. Um, it almost blew me over. Mm. I was standing on the edge actually at the barricade, and I thought it was gonna fall. It was pretty terrifying. It wasn't terrifying. It was thrilling. Mm-hmm. But it's good. There was a good vibe. It's a good vibe on this ship. Yeah, and like you were saying, with different vibes across an album, making it more fun to play live. You do get the groove going on some songs. Like, there's dancing. Yeah, Yeah, there's dancing. And you find out how to use the art of suspense and build and build and pay off and sing-alongs and anthems and dynamics. Mm -hmm. That all plays into, like, a really cool trip, cool journey for the show. Yeah. I feel like Toes had a really good... Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we played that one second, and we do this extended version of it live that isn't how it is on the record, and you get everybody singing, and you kind of establish right away that, like, got to use your voice for this one, mm-hmm. you know? It's good. It, it's a good time to, like, bring everybody together. How do you feel the lights diehards have traveled with this cruise? Because you have like a very dedicated fan base. Well, yeah, there's a few. The interesting thing is, is that you know Paramore announced this cruise without announcing the mm-hmm. other artists. Yeah, and it sold out before they announced any of them. So I was really surprised that there are actually some of my fans on this ship because they had no idea I was going to be on it. Um, so there is crossover, and it's really powerful. And Paramore fans are super sweet, and it's just like. It's awesome. It kind of reminds me of my fan base in that everybody's kind of misfits and, and they find themselves in the fanship and being a Paramore fan and they're, that, that's their people. And there's just all different kinds of people from all over the world of all colors and, and shapes and it's awesome. And, you know, this is what brings people together. That's a really powerful thing. Yeah. And as a result, you know, Everyone's just so happy to be here and so accepting and so supportive. And there's, you know, a lot of Paramore fans, some people who haven't even heard of me that are, you know, stopping me on the boat and taking photos and being super sweet and warm. And it's a good, it's a good vibe. Yeah. Those alt kids, they're the best. (laughs) That's what I like to call them. Yeah. They're, I guess they're all kids. I mean, they're a little offbeat and I think there's something 
important about that, you know, not yeah. feeling like you have to be a certain way to be accepted. Yeah, because really, because I did the cruise last time, and a lot of it is a carryover crowd from the first cruise. Yeah, a lot of people did the first one as well. Yeah, so obviously the Paramore diehards. And I believe, because Tegan and Sarah was the main support yeah. the first time. Yeah. And I think they were announced while tickets were still being yeah. sold. So it's a lot of Tegan and Sarah fans too on the Interesting, interesting, yeah. Tegan and Sarah, I love them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the last cruise... It's just a, such a cool idea. I mean, I know it's not the first time someone's done a music cruise, but there isn't much in this genre in yeah, the cruise for young, world. Yeah, cruises you know? for young people. They're always, yeah, they're yeah. always kind of for older demographics, and there's something cool about it. Casino's pretty dead, though. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah were hanging in the casino last time. Really? Yeah, just kicking it. That's the Doing, place, man. That's the zone. There's yeah. like a crystal world slots machine. What was that slot machine called? Crystal Vibes? Yeah, there she, she took a picture for me. So I'm going to be uh, slotting it up, probably. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah, you see that? That's right up my zone. That literally looks like um, the cover of Crystal Chronicles, the Final Fantasy games, which is a great game. Yeah? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, you're, you're really into gaming, right? Yeah, you know what? I haven't played in the last year as much as I would have liked, but I, I'm such a fan. I mean, I've, I've played WoW for six years, and I love the experience in such an important escape mm -hmm. to keep your mind young and open. I think a lot of people haven't tapped into that. People just like dismiss it as something for younger people, but it's such a powerful art. It's amazing to lose yourself in like the world of Skyrim or... Like, you know, when we were passing Cuba and passing Havana, and even when we were on Cozumel in the mainland, it... Uh, reminded me of Assassin's Creed 4 and it just brings back all these amazing memories. I have so so many amazing memories from playing games. It's such an immersive experience. So powerful art that I think, you know, more people need to tap. Yeah, and it probably helps a lot. I can speak to this how I feel like working in media, it's very therapeutic to have hobbies that are completely separate absolutely. from it. For sure. To yeah. have a, a hobby that's just not part of music yeah. at all. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean... Music is an escape for a lot of people. When it becomes your, mm -hmm. when it becomes your job, I mean, it, it's still powerful escape. When I sit down and play my acoustic, when I get on stage, it's like adrenaline. You don't even think about anything, but you do have to find something else. And, yeah. and I have a, a, a few of those aspects, and gaming is one of them. Very cool. Do you play any games? No, I'm not a gamer at all. Oh, <laughs> never? Like, never even, like, I, Nintendo no, 64? No, no, yeah, yeah. When I, when I was a kid, I had Sega Genesis. Cool. I was really into that, like grade school i had ps2 in like middle school nice so you uh, played yeah a, a little you bit you had your uh you rubbed shoulders with the games yeah yeah that's good that's yeah. good it's a good start yeah i was I, around those times i was really into sports as a little kid playing sports watching sports video games was yeah. kind of like a side hobby right. and then yeah. when i got super into music like yeah. early high school yeah it was around this time that kind of took its place yeah interesting very interesting um there's lots of sports games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, you know, did you play N64, N64 at all? Did you ever play, like, Mario Kart? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 We whipped that out the other day, actually, on our, like, 80-inch TV. Oh, nice. It was so bad looking. Mm. It was eight pixels. It was, the, the pixels yeah. were, like, two inches wide. I was like, I can't see anything right now. <laughs> I, and I and I would just have to buy, a, like, a small TV in order to, like, really enjoy it again, but... It was a good time to whip it out. It was very nostalgic. I remember all the shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
I remember you posted, you bought like some encyclopedia book of World of Warcraft. Yeah, I have lots of WoW art books and history books, and I actually just recently posted the one. Um, they just sent it to me in the mail. I've, I've become close with one of the guys from Blizzard who's just been such a good friend and such a support, and I guess they recognized how much support I'd given the game for so many years, and they actually named an in-game item after me. Oh, it's nice. called the Pox Center Likings of Lights. They're Holy Paladin Lights. They're a rare drop, but I know a few people that have them. I never rolled a Paladin. I, I was a Death Knight and a Warrior. Okay. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my 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 roommate, I'm pretty sure plays it all the time. Really? Yeah, I'll have to run this stuff by him. Yeah, run it by him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, they just sent me that as a as a gift, and I was like, this is amazing because it's it's sort of like it's just a chronology of the game, the history, and okay. the art that goes with the maps and the the uh, the lore that goes behind it. It's it's just there's so much. I actually visited Blizz once and met you know some of the developers and story storytellers and weapon designers and actually you know i have a warcraft sword on as a tattoo and i met the guy who designed the original piece and it was just a okay. really cool experience um and i think it was weird for him he's like oh interesting but uh it's like s- someone showing you lyric tattoos i guess so yeah. i guess it would be similar right yeah yeah it's cool um and it's just cool. There, there, there's a whole. It's very. Uh, it's a very creative space, mm-hmm. and everybody is super close where they work, so they can all really communicate on the project, and you can really sense that in a game. It's really good. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of crossover between WoW fans and your fan base? There's definitely fans of mine that play. I think you know, as we are all getting older, we're all kind of growing up together, and everyone's kind of getting into their careers now so it's sort of like a thing that we all used to do together because we had lights guild there's still a few members of lights guild that still actively play okay but we were pretty big guild and and we would all have meetups in the games and take photos because you can take screen caps you know and you get Mm. together it's kind of like this virtual hangout platform and it was really cool um but yeah as you as life kind of takes over you run out of time to play WoW because it takes a it's a really it's it's a lot of time commitment yeah it's a lot of long lasting raids and they've actually shortened the queue times and stuff for raids so you actually don't have to commit seven hours of your day you can do it in pieces which is a, a really cool advancement in the in the tech with it but wow so it took that long so you would have to uninterrupted devote seven hours yeah. to a raid oh yeah back in the day wow i mean before i joined wow just before you had to get together with 40 people to do a 40 man raid there's 25 man raids and 40 man raids and you actually had to connect to that many people by yourself now there's um like queues you can join you can just be with people you don't know mm-hmm. but it used to be that you, that was the only reason you you that was the reason you'd be in a guild is to get together a plan with the right amount of people so you could actually get all the good gear but it's it's become a lot more i guess casual player friendly yeah, user over friendly. the years yeah well wow, i'm learning so much yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it's a really cool it's a, this is awesome they just keep going and keep coming up with amazing content and i'm not paid by them i don't know why i'm like (laughs) raging about them i just it it, uh it it was such an important part of my life i have lots of tattoos represented it was cool yeah and you shouted out myspace on stage last yeah i think uh some of the people on this cruise are too young to have been on myspace that's crazy because yeah like i and that's like so much of what got me into music myspace was the jam and it is where i got my start I like I remember putting song back on there. I started my MySpace in 2006 and it's 2016 now. 
That's 10 years ago. 10 year anniversary. Yeah, man. 10 year yeah. retrospective. Yep, very, very. And which, which was, remind me, which was the song that... It was Last Thing on Your Mind. Okay. That was kind of the first song that started drumming up stuff and then February Air was around that time as well. Those were the first two songs. And I remember, like, I would see, uh, you know, Emmy Rossum had that on her MySpace page, had one of my songs on her MySpace page and, like, Zach, uh, was Zach, Zach Braff, yeah, he had okay. one of my songs on MySpace and I was like, yeah, I was like, connection. hey, you know, so, and that was originally where Old Navy first found my music and ended putting up in a, ended up putting it in a, one of their ads. They put three of my songs in their ads and that's what really launched everything for me. So MySpace was the place to find music, man. Yeah. The, and I mean, there's, there's places similar now, but nothing's the same as MySpace was. There's just so many more similar avenues that try to do like hype machine. Yeah. And there's Spotify where you can discover people. For me now, the place I most discover new artists is Shazam because playlisting is such a prominent form of showing new music. When I'm walking through stores or random little boutique shops and I hear a song I like, a Shazam, and I'm like, oh, this is someone yeah. I've never heard of. And that's, for me, the best avenue of finding new music at this point. Are you on the payroll for Shazam? I should be. <laughs> I should be on the payroll for Spotify and Shazam. <laughs> but they're both great. <laughs> for the record, the podcast officially unsponsored. <laughs> That's amazing. We're just throwing out what we're passionate about. Well, exactly. You can't I mean, hate on that. it's important. It's important new media stuff and everything. You have to think about that stuff when you're an artist too. What you know, me knowing what I what I discover music on helps me decide where I prioritize my time too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's it's cool. It's it's just interesting. Everything moves so quickly and changes and evolves. And you just have to you just have to go with your gut, man. Yeah. Because in general, you, it seems like Lights is just so tied to the internet. Even, I mean, any artist I guess in, any artist is, is now, yeah. But you, I think, a lot more so. Yeah, I mean... And it's good, I, I think. I think it helps a lot. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think people like to know if the person they're a fan of is a good person. And I know for a fact I've had some, some bands that I've been a fan of that I ended up meeting, and they were jerks. And I can't listen to their music anymore. So yeah, that plays a big part. I don't know if it used to be like that mm -hmm. when people didn't have the opportunity to know their art the artists that they were fans of. It was just like, oh, I like their music. I don't really care about anything else. And now people have the opportunity to know. And if you're, if you're not, you know, if you don't treat people right, it affects the way they hear your music. It's interesting. Now, and now you can't you can't be an asshole. Yeah. When, with the with everybody knowing everything and own people talking and it matters. You know, every little thing you do matters. Uh, and your fans need to know that you care about them, you know? Yeah, and, but on the flip side, when someone's really positive, like I was chatting with churches about this the other day, you can kind of have this whole ethos, like a lifestyle band or artist. Yeah, you can now. It's, it's amazing. You, there's definitely lifestyle. I mean, Paramore is an example of it. Yeah. It's a way of life. It's awesome. I like it. Basically what we're in right now. That's what we're in. We're, we're in this cruise of music and just this way of life, just freedom. Mm-hmm. Miss Beats. I like it. Those alt kids. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the podcast is, is the alt in our stars. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely seen that a ton online. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm glad to be uh, glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to connect with a fan of the podcast. Yeah, that's am <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, it's funny with podcasts. You don't know the, what the people are like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. I wouldn't recognize you, you know, mm -hmm. but you hear people's voices. 
That's so funny, and you can recognize voices so easily. So right after this, interviewing for the podcast, ex-ambassadors yeah. who you go way back with, what yeah. should I ask them? Oh, what's, man. What's, the, what's like the insider way back question to <laughs> ask ex-ambassadors? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> when? Okay, ask, ask Sam, when did his moves get so sexy? Seriously, right? Because yeah. I saw them yeah. the first night with the sax. Yeah. I mean, he has sexed up so much. <laughs> He's, they're amazing. I've always loved them. Uh, we've taken them out on two tours before they blew up. And, and mm. they were just like, I just love listening to the music every night before we went on stage. They always got the crowd warmed up. Great songwriters, great performers. And Sam's always been a great performer, but there's like an extra dosage of sexy lately when did you get sexed up yeah so just ask him about it <laughs> sexed up sexed up yeah exactly has the sax always been so central in their performance I don't, I don't know actually I mean I think it's probably increased over the years but I, I could the be wrong the sax is increasing yeah the sex <laughs> is increasing the sax is increasing you could ask them about that too <laughs> good to get this insider take <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're great, great band. They're awesome, and we've gone through thick and thin with them, and I'm so proud to see them where they are because they're such good people and so deserving of it. And it's nice to see going back to what we were talking about earlier. Good people deserve deserve the good stuff, you know. Yeah. And I was on our last tour last fall that uh, they were supporting us, and was it last fall? I think that was last fall, right? Yeah. I know it was, it was last fall, and and they're like, oh yeah, we have this off, on this off day. I was like, what are you guys doing on the off day? And they're like, we're shooting this like Jeep thing. And I'm like, well, good luck. And everything went off from there. <laughs> yeah, um, and both played, both you played Billboard Hot 100 Fest. Yeah, shout that was, out. That was fun. That was shout out to Billboard. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. Is that, that that was crazy lineup? Like that was a good vibe. There's yeah. not many like pop festivals. Exactly. And that was really cool because, I mean, there's tons of alt festivals and tons of uh, rock festivals, but. I don't know, pop is like, you don't get to see pop lineups like that. It's great. Yeah. Well, I am under the payroll of Billboard, so <laughs> that, that's, I think that's very out there. So we can keep <laughs> the underdog pop fest. Like, Justin Bieber never gets a festival. He well, never gets well, any love. The reality is, is like, when did Taylor Swift play a festival? You know, yeah. like, there aren't that many festivals that big pop names play. And to see that many in one is was cool because I mean there's just it's just so powerful. I love pop music. Mm -hmm. I'm such a fan of it. And yeah, it was fun festival to be part of. Yeah, and so you have a new EP album, mini album coming out soon. Yeah, it's Midnight Machines. It's uh, I just announced it a few days ago. It's coming out April eighth, and it's basically six songs from Little Machines. It's not necessarily acoustic. I've always I've always done acoustic versions of my records, but I wanted to offer that in more so we brought in this you know string quartet and brought my band in and we basically just did like these late night that's why it's called minute machines late night sort of almost drunken versions of the songs that are just really emotive and beautiful and just wanted to take the songs that you would least expect to be that way and make them that way so i mean the the minute machines opens with up we go and 
it's such a different version of it that you hear it and and you wouldn't know what it was right off the top. And there's something special about that to show the songs in that light. Um, the lyrics take on this whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly is heard in a different way. And that's cool. I, I've always been empowered writing songs like that that can be translated in a few different ways. And then there's yeah. two unreleased tracks on it. Okay. And you're doing a little tour, right? Yeah, just four days. We're doing L.A., New York, Vancouver, and Toronto in May. Give fun. that Canada love. Yeah, man. You got a <laughs> hometown. I got, I got a lot of hometowns. Mm-hmm. Who am I kidding? You're in Toronto now, right? I live in Vancouver now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I lived in Toronto for eight years. So it, Toronto feels like home. Vancouver feels like home. I was born in Timmins. I grew up in North Bay. Spent some time living in the Philippines, in Jamaica, Southern Ontario. I have all these places so that when I go. <laughs> yeah, I have all these places when I go. I'm like, this is home. It's great. Lots of homes. Like Drake has so many hometowns. Yeah, multi-hometowns. But he's all about the six, man. But he, he, he like has his own festival in Houston. Does he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that What's it called? That's adorable. And OVO is in Toronto. Toronto. That's yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, Drake has single-handedly... I mean, there's a lot of factors that made Toronto amazing, but Toronto is such a great city right now. And I was doing... A, I was in LA for a while, and everyone's like, oh, man, I love Toronto. It's the new hot spot. Yeah. Six. <laughs> there's, I think there's Drake billboards every 10 feet in Toronto. It's great. Oh, I mean, there better be. If there, there wasn't... It's his town, man. There's a lot of good music coming from Canada, though. There's tons. Like, I mean, The Weeknd, Bieber, Shawn Mendes, like, stuff that's doing really well. And then, like, Grimes, who's, who's killing it. Mm-hmm. Tegan and Sarah, Crystal Castle. There's, like, tons of tons of talent from Canada that are shining. What do you think of the new prime minister? He's a babe. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, if he legalizes weed, that would be awesome. And otherwise, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I don't follow politics that closely. I wish I knew more about it, I guess, but mm. I don't know yet. We'll see. Yeah. He, from all that I've heard, he seems a lot more progressive than yeah. the usual, especially he, He's for young, Americans. man. He's yeah. like, he's fresh mind. We'll see what he can bring. But it definitely has people talking about a babe prime minister. Yeah. Objectify <laughs> the male president, <laughs> prime minister. Turn those tables around, yeah, man. Right? <laughs> you know? Women have been objectified for too long. Shout out International Women's Day today. Yeah. Um, time to flip it around on men, right? Yeah. <laughs> men, can, men, men can take some objectifying. I think so. We're saying Sam's sexing it up. Right. Yeah. We can objectify yeah. him a little bit. He Definitely. I, I'll objectify every dude in this <laughs> on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pull quote right there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for doing this. No this problem. Thank you. It was nice to hang on this Fabergé egg with you. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Titanic. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Billboard and Titanic. Out. So that's it. Uh, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed that one. First of a series of several podcast interviews that I conducted on the Parahoy Cruise. More coming in the coming weeks. So check out Billboard.com every Friday around eh, 12 p.m., which is where I share this podcast every single, each and every week on Billboard.com, Alton R. Stars. I mentioned at the top of the show that there's archives. If you search on iTunes or just click the link in the bottom of the story on billboard.com. You can go through all the old past episodes of the Alton Our Stars podcast. 
last week had the band Paris on, had a great chat. We talked about things like this. Yeah, have you guys done anything for the second album yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are, things are happening. Things are popping off. <laughs> yeah, we can't say too much, but... Whatever you can say. <laughs> we are working on it. Always working on we new had, stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all got little, uh, like I said, the little MIDI, MIDI keyboards mm-hmm. and Logic on our computer, so we're always kind of working on new material and stuff. We have, like, a studio set up in the back of the, the bus on this tour, which is fun and new. So yeah, like I said, new episode of the Alt in Our Stars drops every Friday. Check back next week for another interview podcast that I conducted while on the Paramore cruise. Hope you enjoyed this one. Until next week, have a good weekend, everybody. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from Adwanted UK.